listening to Over the Oxo podcast with Tracy Cole for all things to do with the mind for equestrians. I'm talking today a little bit about time travelling because we all do it and we all project our minds into the future. You think about something that you're going to do later, think about something you're doing next week, next month and so on. And there's nothing wrong with that for a few moments while you're in your imaginary state and daydreaming away. You're just thinking about something that's going to happen, maybe the plans that you've got. When it becomes a kind of maladaptive thing is when it brings on anxiety. People who get anxious a lot are time travellers. They they time travel more than the average person. So they're thinking a lot about some future event. And that may not be specific. That may be very kind of non-specific, big picture, just this projecting themselves generally into the future and thinking about everything that could go wrong and worrying about what can go wrong. So anxiety is when we are not in the now. We've we've shifted our perspective. And the other thing about anxiety is that it's it's actually just a signal from your mind to kind of snap you back into the now. And we don't often think of it like that. We think of it as something that's that's to be dreaded and something that makes us feel bad. But if you think of it as that highlight from your mind that you have projected into the future, bring yourself back into the now, and also that you're focusing on the stuff you don't want. And it might be, again, that you're thinking about something very specific some specific negative outcome, or it could be a more global feeling of of doom and gloom. And it doesn't really matter. You're still not focusing on what you want to have happen and you're very much projecting into the future. But anxiety, as we know, is is very natural and it's a good response to have. There are certain moments in life where we should be anxious and it tells us to get out of that situation. So we're not all about getting rid of anxiety, but redefining it and also making sure that we know what it's really there for, that we know it's that signal that we have left our body and gone into the future. Anxiety is also to do with our ego mind being heavily protective, really overly protective. If you think about it, you know, as I said, anxiety can be a good thing. It can be a great warning to get out of a situation. But in the 21st century, A lot of our anxiety is not about life and death situations. It's about being able to ride or compete or jump a certain height or get on a horse that's a little bit lively or it's about work or some issue that, you know, you've got to deal with. So it's not 
as pressing as our mind interprets it. Our mind imagines that it really is life and death. So we need to enter into that part of the mind and just soothe it a little bit and convince it that we're not under that kind of pressure. It's something that maybe has a certain amount of risk involved. Horse riding isn't without risk. But once we've addressed all the safety precautions that we can, then really we're doing something that we hopefully enjoy or want to enjoy and that brings us immense pleasure. So we want to get into that part of the mind and just bring it down a notch or two, bring it down into reality because that part of the mind, whilst being highly protective, also wants to serve you and will serve you according to the instructions that you give. So what are the instructions? Well, it's things like what you see in your mind's eye or what you talk to yourself about or even the feelings that you get, those imaginations, those thoughts, those bits of self-talk And it's pulling them all together and imagining that that's what you actually want. That's your instruction. And so it's usually the opposite of what we actually do want. So my first tip is to think about how very powerful it would be if the pictures in your mind and the feelings that went with them and the internal self-talk, your your chimp, your gremlin, whatever you want to call it, was actually very supportive. Imagine all those instructions going to a part of the mind that desperately wants to serve you and is your biggest cheerleader. So for us as humans, the difficulty is in getting those pictures to be positive, getting the self-talk to be really supportive. Because as soon as we send those negative images, as soon as we get anywhere near a horse, your mind is going to flag up a danger. It's going to imagine that fight or flight. It's going to imagine that, you know, this is the life and death situation that you have been telling it. And each time you've told your mind how scary it is to ride, it's kind of taken it on board. Even those fleeting thoughts that that sort of pass into your mind and quickly leave, they're all logged, they're all registered, and it's almost like a library of thoughts and feelings and sights and sounds that your mind has put together and it's got quite a lot of info. It's got quite a lot that would fill many books and potentially a couple of libraries of why riding is scary. So no wonder it then conjures up the fight or flight and the anxiety and the stress hormones because it desperately wants to stop you doing this thing that you have inadvertently communicated is 
really scary. So your your mind is, is constantly adding to this library, constantly writing books each time you send one of these messages to it. And, you know, that part of the mind also controls your physical body. So it's the part of the mind that's bringing about those jelly legs or or maybe it's the paralysis you you freeze or maybe it's the feeling of being sick to your stomach or having butterflies sweaty palms or the inability to speak all of those things are again controlled by the unconscious mind so we need to really really stop this habit because that's all it is anxiety becomes a habit and your mind is so good at creating a habit think of your horse how good they are at creating a habit you know they only need to do something once maybe twice and they've got it in their heads and our unconscious minds work exactly the same way we can get a habit going so quickly but the good news is, and, and it's, it's something that people don't necessarily think about, is that habits can be broken just as easily as they can be made. So that's something to think about as well. And now if we consider a rider who is feeling pretty bad, most of these riders will go and ride and feel awful. <laughs> Maybe for the duration or a small part of the ride or a large part of the ride. Maybe before the ride. And so their bodies and minds have conjured up this anxiety, let's call it, which is very physical. You may feel really bad in your body and also we're getting a flurry of thoughts and ideas and what ifs in our mind or our mind goes completely blank. We can't think at all. So facing the fear at this stage, we're thinking about our rider, is not very pleasant. It, it's really, really unpleasant. It's really, really difficult and a lot of things in life, when you do them over and over and over, you start to get that feeling that this is now familiar and you you get better at them. So what used to cause you to be nervous, like public speaking, for example, leading a meeting or maybe doing something else at work or in your home life, you know, you've sort of put it into perspective and you've done it so many times that you don't think about it and it doesn't make you nervous anymore. The funny thing about riding is that very often when you keep facing that fear, it really doesn't go away. It, it either stays the same or it gets worse and it kicks in a bit sooner. So we need to think about riding fear in, in a different way. Because 
it's not necessarily working. It's not very nice that the fact that the best time of the ride is when you get off. <laughs> it's when you your feet touch the floor again, you finish for today, you put the horse away and you get that massive sense of relief and you're probably smiling because you survived. But that's not really what we want. We don't want these tremendous highs and lows in our feelings. We want to feel confident and we want to feel good and enjoy the ride. So my tips for you today are, first of all, the one that I mentioned before, which is to focus very much on how you want it to be, because that will really decrease the anxiety. It will stop you time traveling in a negative way. The second thing is that when the what ifs come into your head and they may come as pictures or words and however they come, then you can use this real power word stop. Stop is just one of those words that when you say it, people do it. Or if you see a red light, for instance, you know to stop. If you see a stop sign, it's very clear to us. It's a massive communication to the mind for what we need to do. It's a very, very clear, explicit instruction. You know, if you say stop and you mean it, you say it really, really firmly, then people do tend to stop in their tracks. And it's the same with our mind. So you can use this to your advantage. So when those pictures and words come, as soon as they come, or as soon as you feel those feelings starting to bubble up a little tiny bit, doesn't need to be in full flight, then you can say that word stop. And you're going to use your very best, strictest teacher kind of stop maybe with a finger wag. You know, it's really a stop. It's not stop. And you may need to do that several times. You may need to do it several times in the same minute. But eventually what happens is because your mind is so good at setting up habits, it sets up a new habit for you. So that you maybe lapse into thinking or feeling negatively and then it gets stopped in its tracks. So each time you do the anxiety, it gets stopped in its tracks and it becomes that new pattern and it becomes very much part of the new way of thinking. In fact, when people try this, when they've done it consistently, they hear the word stop in their head before they actually say it. We're going to talk quite a bit about rider anxiety because it's a big one for rider mindset. And this is hopefully just a, a wee introduction into helping you to feel a little bit better about getting on your horse before, during and after your riding session. Thanks so much for listening. Take care and I'll see you next time.